welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am grateful to have you joining me here today. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. You're not. We are in this together, which is why there is also a community space that I would love for you to come on over and hang out in. You can learn more about it on the link below or on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. It is called the Soul Circle Community. It takes place off of social media and it is a great space for you to show up exactly as you are and be seen and heard for you. Can't wait to see you over there. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. I read this quote the other day that really hit home for me. And it's by Vicki Harrison, and it said, Grief is like the ocean. It comes on waves, ebbing and flowing. Sometimes the water is calm, and sometimes it is overwhelming. All we can do is learn to swim. Mm, and what powerful words when speaking about grief, because it feels exactly like that. Sometimes those waves are calm and gentle, and walking through the grief doesn't feel as hard. It's there, but it's not this stabbing, urging pain. And then other times those waves are rough, and they're harsh, and they're rolling in, and you can't stop them. And that's when, for me, the tears are falling, where I feel like I can't find my way where the ground feels unsteady and I'm unsure if I'm even going to make it to the next step. Grief is interesting like that, where it hits you out of nowhere, absolutely out of nowhere. Just the other day, I was driving. The music was on. I was in a great mood. Everything was wonderful. The weather was beautiful. And out of nowhere, this memory popped into my mind. And it was when we were sitting in the hospital room with my mom, when she was in, I guess it was the ICU. That part is a little bit blurry to me. But they were really watching her closely. She wasn't in a regular room. And the room was pretty large. And within the room itself, they had like a sink. They also had a toilet, but it was, the toilet wasn't in a separate room. It was just right there in that room. And we had known that it was getting close to the end. So all of us were there. My brothers were there, my dad, one of my aunts, and then one of my cousins also came. And we're all sitting in the room. My mom is in bed. She's not really fully aware that we're there, but we just had to be there, right? We needed to be by her side. And in that moment, I mean, there were so many people there. There's not a place for everyone to sit. And Dustin just happened to take a seat on top of the toilet because, you know, we need to sit down. And it brought levity to the situation, which in those times of deep sadness and grief, we need, right? It is so important to be able to find a little bit of laughter. And sometimes when you're in the moment, 
you'll laugh and then you'll take the step back and think, oh my goodness, should I be laughing? Here we are in this serious moment. My mom is literally on her deathbed and we're in the room giggling over him sitting on the toilet with all of us right here. And you realize, yes, yes, you should absolutely be laughing. Because if there wasn't that laughter, you just sink deeper and deeper and deeper into the sadness. And sometimes you can go so deep you can't find your way out. That laughter helps you ebb within those flows. Thinking about those waves coming in and out. Some being really strong and rough and others being a little bit calmer. And that laughter brings the calming weight. To know that, yes, you can feel all of it. You can feel the joy right alongside the sadness. Along with that memory came the memory of Dustin driving my cousin home. He had hurt his leg. I just remember him being on crutches. And we were all there for the long haul, but he had to get home. And so Dustin offered to drive him. And it's funny how it's such a simple, small, tiny memory. But with that moment, with those two memories, the tears started to fall from my eyes. And I don't even know what triggered it. I don't even know what made that memory come back for me. But it is a reminder that this grief is always with us. No matter how far out we are from the moment it happened. My mom had passed in 2015, so that was quite some time. And yet, that grief is still right there in the edge. And at any moment, it can rise right to the surface. And I think it's important to know this and to acknowledge it so that when it does happen, you can just be in it. You don't have to try to push it away and pretend, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, why are all these feelings and emotions coming up? But you can sit in them and you can be okay in the sadness. You really can. For me, I find it most comforting to have these moments come back to me. Because there's times, I mean, even if I look back on this past year where I feel like so much has happened, yet I don't remember a lot of it, right? Because I'm moving on from one thing to the next to the next, and all of a sudden, we began in January, and now here we are in December, and I have no idea what happened in that 12-month span of time. There's little bits and pieces and moments where I can be like, oh, yes, you know, in the beginning of the year, we had told my nieces and nephews I was having a baby. We went on vacation sometime. What month? <laughs> Not really sure. Justin and I went away before having Emma. Our final kind of last, you know, let's, let's do something together as a couple. And I think that was this year. <laughs> yes, it had to have been. We went to um, one of our favorite places around here to watch baseball. Emma came into this, like, you know, and she changed our world 
forever. I went back to work. And like those are the big things sticking out right now, but there were so many other things happening along the way. Those tiny moments like when Dustin and I would sit outside on the porch and watch comedy, cozying up under a blanket and simply being together. And so these little moments of memories that come back with loss and grief, I find them to be comforting because I realize that they're still with me, which means that my mom is still with me and those memories are still there. And one of the biggest things that I found in losing her, especially in the beginning, was that a lot of people, it almost felt like they were afraid to share stories about her. Because when those stories, when those stories were shared, there was the huge possibility that tears would be falling from my eyes. But what they're not seeing, they're seeing the sadness. But what they're not seeing is also how comforting hearing those stories are. It brings such comfort to me to hear from someone, repeat a story that I know by heart because I was there, but to hear them tell it is wonderful. It takes me back to that moment. And I love hearing stories that I didn't even know because I feel like I'm still learning more and more about my mom and learning different things that I had no idea about. And in the beginning, you can definitely see people shying away from doing that, not wanting to almost bring on extra grief. And now I feel as if people are still a little hesitant. And I don't know if you have found this with others. If you know somebody who has lost someone and you want to share a story or a memory, but you sort of hold back because you don't want to bring them to this place of sadness. Well, I am here to say, and this is just me, you know, others could be different and everyone absolutely deals with grief in their own way. But for me, even if it is bringing up sadness, it is also bringing up joy. Because it's a memory that was created with my mom. It's a moment in time where she was here. And her light and her energy and her joy and her spark was all right there. And it's a part of that story. It's a part of everything that made up who she was. Every single one of those tiny little moments created the life that she lived. And whoever it was that was there for that moment in time, that's also a part of their story. And when you share that story with someone else, they become a part of it too. And it becomes this incredible web that is we. Now that we have little Emma, I always think about how important it is to share those stories about my mom because she never met her and she will only see her through photographs. But I want her to know her. I want her to know her absolute joy, her crafting, how that 
was one thing that she loved, loved, loved to do. And she would do it all the time. We would do it together. She would bring in my nieces and nephews and do it with them. Another thing I want Emma to know about is my mom's ability to not wait around for anyone else to do something for her. That if there was something she wanted to be done, she just did it. She wasn't going to wait for you to come home and help her out. She wasn't going to wait around for the perfect time when you were ready to do it. She would dive right in. And I admired that greatly because it was all sorts of things like checking the oil in the car. She taught me how to do it. She would strip paint off of the window ledges because she didn't want that paint there anymore. So she got that incredibly hot gun and some terrible smelling something that she would put on it and would sit there for hours working at it and doing it until it was done. She didn't give up. Never. She saw it through, and I admire that. And I want Emma to know that she has that piece of her in her, where she doesn't have to wait around for someone to do something for her. She could do it herself. She can go after the things that she wants to go after. She can find her way in this world. Another piece about my mom that I really want Emma to know is this importance of family. My mom ingrained this in us all of the time. And you saw it in her just by the way she lived every single day. She wasn't looking for the fancy vacation, the most expensive sweater, or a really fancy handbag. None of that mattered to her. What mattered to her was spending time with her family. And what that looked like to her was barbecues in the backyard. Having us over for our birthdays every single year and cooking our favorite meal. Family game nights. Going down to the Jersey Shore for vacation. These were her favorite moments. All of us just being together. And I really want Emma to feel that and know that. That family is so important. And that she really has these incredible individuals around her. She has amazing cousins and aunts and uncles and extended family that I don't even know what you call. But my own cousins and their kids and my aunts and uncles. She is surrounded by so many people. And I want her to know that it's important to nurture those relationships and to take the time to spend with these people and really enjoy the time when you are together and be present. Because that helps build this really solid foundation for your life. And so as the holidays are coming and I feel that that's also a heightened time for grief where you feel that void because that person was always there, right? And 
everyone has a particular type of energy to them. Everyone brings something into the room when they're walking. And the energy in that room is what it is because of every single person that is there. And when you remove one of those people, the energy shifts. Because that person's energy is no longer a part of the equation. And during the holidays, when you are all together, and when, for me, when my family is coming together, you feel the void of my mom and the way that she made things seem so seamless. We just kind of showed up. And there we were, and there was this amazing meal, and we were together, and I don't know. It didn't seem like it was a big deal. And what I mean by that is, anytime before I'm entertaining, I always feel like I'm running around doing 100 things. (laughs) Like, I feel like I've lost my mind, and I have this long list of things to do. And for some reason, I always wait till the last minute to do them. And so I feel like it's just crazy and hectic. And I don't know if people feel that energy when they're walking through the door. But anytime you walk through the door of my mom's house, it wasn't that chaotic energy. It was just this, oh, hey, come on in and everything is here and we're together. And I miss just this way that she took the time to make sure we were together. Because that definitely, in this world where there is so much going on, I mean, you even just look at kids nowadays and their schedules. It's crazy the amount of things, right? There's sports and extracurricular activities, and they're going from here to there. And is there any time to simply just be a kid? And you can kind of get caught up in all the, oh, I have to be here, I have to do this and all this. And then you lose that initiative to grab time to be with the ones that you love. Because by the time you get home, you're exhausted. And this is where I love about what my mom taught me is that it doesn't have to be fancy. You can say, hey, everyone come over to my messy house. We're going to order pizza, but we're just going to be together. And I think because she was never looking for things to be perfect, that that's why there wasn't that feeling of chaos. There could still be dishes in the sink when you arrived. Nobody cared. No one thought even twice about it. You were just there to be together. And I think we put these unrealistic expectations on ourselves that things have to be perfect, that they have to be a particular way. And it's important to remember, no. What matters most is being with one another. So interesting how these podcasts kind of play out. Before I sit down to the microphone in my head, I have the thoughts of what I want to talk about. And then I have found that as I start talking, it kind of wanders and goes all sorts of different directions. The intent today was to come on here and talk about 
navigating loss during the holidays and how to kind of find a place where you feel prepared to do it, where you feel ready. And then the conversation totally shifted to making sure we share our memories, making sure we continue to have that light of that person that is gone still be around. And that is probably, it's tied together. All right. (laughs) All right. It is tied together because going through that grief, Sharing that person's light really does help. It absolutely does. So that is something I for sure would say is when you are deep in the grief of it, share about them with someone. Pick up the phone and share a favorite memory that you have. Another thing I think is really important for us to do, especially during the holidays when it comes to grief and being now around so many people where things can be intensified is really setting boundaries and knowing that you might say yes to something and then in the moment it becomes too much and you're you're just not ready to do it you can't it's okay to say you know what i have to step back because it's really important to take care of you first and to know that those commitments that you make, it's all right to break them. It's okay to just opt out and find this balance between engaging with others, but not pushing yourself to the point where you're not feeling great. Because that's not good for you. And it's also not going to bring the energy that you want to bring into the room with you. Because you, you won't be the person that you want to be. And in order to know this, you really have to tune in to your feelings. You really have to know that as you're going through this ebb and flow, as the ocean is rolling in those waves, some of those waves are going to be turbulent. They're going to stab you dead in your tracks and you're not even going to know what to do. And others, you're going to be able to move through with ease. And these can coexist and happen from one moment to the next. Allow them to come and recognize them. Another beautiful thing to do, especially during the holidays, is to honor that person by partaking in any traditions that they had instilled or that they had done. Christmas was my mom's favorite holiday, one of. The second was the 4th of July. (laughs) And the one thing that always happened in the house during this time of year was that Christmas music was playing all of the time. And it brings so much joy to hear that music throughout the house. And it will lift your spirits and make you feel so much better. And I find myself doing this without even recognizing that I'm doing it is I will put on Christmas music and I'll be playing and I'll be dancing and I will feel the joy and the energy of it. And so that is definitely one thing that 
I do in a way to honor my mom without even realizing that I'm doing it. Another thing that was a tradition for my mom, which I want to start to do with Emma as she's older, is that when we were younger, we were always allowed in the morning to come downstairs and open whatever was in our stocking before our parents woke up. And it was so much fun for my brothers and I to just run downstairs and see what was there. And so I, and in our stocking, there was things like a toothbrush, a deck of playing cards, you know, it was just tiny little things, but it was always so much fun seeing what was in there. And I want to do the same with Emma, to have a stocking with little gifts in it. It's something that I've wanted to do between Dustin and I, but we've never done it. But now with Emma, you know, it brings this whole other lens to the holiday and how we want to celebrate it and what traditions we do want to pull from what we have each done growing up and how to integrate that and create our own traditions with Emma. Because I think that's also really important too, is to take what you've done and also create something new. So that is something that she can also continue to pass down to her family or her friends. And the last thing that I want to say when it comes to navigating grief during the holidays is, and this is a huge one and it's not easy to do, but ask for help when you're struggling. It is really important to seek out support. And the support can come from family. It can come from friends, coworkers. There are also, you know, places that you can call if you feel like you don't have that support. But really know that you don't have to do it by yourself. And this is, you know, one of my main themes of the Soul Circle community is because life is hard. And we're not meant at all to do it alone. And when we have lost someone, the feelings are complicated. And it is really normal to feel like you don't know what to do. But it's really important to know that you don't have to figure it out and navigate it by yourself. There are people out there. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to a coworker. Let them know how you're feeling. Do it together because sharing it and sometimes even just saying it out loud helps you kind of move through it and allow those feelings to come and not be overbearing that you don't know where to go. It can definitely be a tough time of year for sure. But one thing that I like to think of and that I know for certain is that my loved ones are all around. Just the other morning, I came downstairs and the night prior, I was folding up his laundry, but I was tired and I just didn't finish. So I left it all on the couch. There was a couple of things that I folded and one of them was a little onesie. And all over it, it says, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, over and over again. And it was rolled up and sitting on the couch. And I came downstairs the next morning and sitting right on top of it was a white feather. Literally placed like as if somebody had put it and placed it there. And for me, feathers are a sign 
from my mom. It is a symbol that anytime I see one, I know she's around watching over us. It brings me great comfort. And so seeing that right there on that onesie absolutely blew my mind. And it was this reminder. She's here. She's watching over. When it comes to me being a mom, I don't have her to call or to run over and to bring him there and ask all the questions. But she is still guiding me in her own way. And she definitely wanted me to know that. And I appreciate those signs greatly. And I feel like when you're open to them, you see them more often. And, oh, I just love it. Love it so, so much. So know that as you are navigating through any grief, and it might not be the loss of a loved one, it could be even the end of a friendship or the end of a relationship. There is so much loss and grief in this world. Know that you're not alone and that there are people out there that you can lean on. Come into the Soul Circle community. We are here to support you. And be gentle and kind with yourself. Take it moment by moment. I won't even say day by day because moment by moment it changes. Take it moment by moment and know that you can make it through to the other side. Thank you so much for tuning in, for being a part of this community. I am grateful for you. I'll be back week with another episode. But until then, have a wonderful week and we will talk soon. Mm-hmm.